Hey guys, this is Jesus. I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Robert Graham, Thran Duel, Kevin Lovecraft, Titan Slam, Matthew Puenamali, Jonah Levin, Mike's Mind, Call Me Ishmael, and Leona Coughing. Thanks for helping us bring sexy back. The Magar Scouts down. The travelers must now decide what to do with a hole in their defense. This is, we have to make a choice now. Yep. We go now out there or we bring down the wall. We can't leave that opening for them. We can't go running willy-nilly into a dark cavern that might end in Cohen's big brother. We don't have the supplies. We don't. We haven't warned the rest of the town of what we know. Zill, can you cover up this area with rows of silk to stop people from getting in? I should be able to, yes. How long would they hold? Uh, depends what they use. If they still have those simple knives and other objects, it should be fine. If they bring something heavier, I might not be able to stop it. What about fire? It may take some time, but fire may eventually take it down. I can't produce silk forever. Here. And I take some of the, uh, I take the belts. Don't we have some sort of cipher that, like, makes a wall or something? Like, it's like an instant structure, I thought. Uh, we have a three-part alarm. Nah. I've got the doghouse seed, so that's not... I thought there was like one where it's like instant structure. I might be making that shit nope. up. Doghouse seeds but... and the living ladder of kink shame. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a three part alarm. Mm-hmm. It's literally three parts. So, um, what, what happens with this? Uh, when activated, three sensor pieces detach from the main device. Each piece can be placed anywhere within a half mile of the main device. For 28 hours, if anything larger than a small dog moves within an immediate distance of one of those sensors, the main device indicates this fact and tells the user which sensor was activated. Okay, what if we do this? We go out through that entrance now. We set up something that allows us to see what's on the other side of this thing. And then we go back and we close this place off. We were trying to see past this gate to see what was like building up out there. We have a chance to set up some sort of visual sensor. Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, you are. I don't know what we have, but a cipher might be able to tell us, like, at least keep an eye out on what they're doing while we prepare for the next couple days. Yeah, I actually do have something for that. But who wants to be in charge of it? And I hold out a mechanical eyeball with uh, fairy wings attached to it. It's an eye bug. It effectively takes one verbal command, goes through with it. You plug this little microchip onto your, onto your skull, and you can see through it. Only one of us can use it, though. Who wants to be on the reconnaissance team? You're better at that than I am. All right. Cohen. Me? Yes, it's a mechanical eyeball that sends images to your brain. That sounds exactly like something you would do. I mean, yeah, it sounds delicious, but I don't see how. All right, fine. So what do we want it to do? We want it to keep it just park outside on the cliff facing kind of... I just want an aerial view of what's building up on the other side of the white wall of light. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and just stay there and we'll see how many of those monsters come up and are ready to go when this thing comes down. Okay. I say to the eyeball, reconnoiter along the outside of the wall for a half a kilometer forward and backward to the, to the entrance of the cave. And then, 
and plug a thing on my brain. Yep. Going through that hole in the caverns to the outside. Uh, as it quickly looks outside, it sees, at least for right now, no Magar. So basically, in the parlance of like Warcraft, I just sent an invisible little Zeppelin mm-hmm. to go back and forward in like yeah. a. And it's flying high up in the air. Yeah. Uh, so we need to uh, close this off now, if unless we want to. No, I don't think we need this open right now at all. And Zill can open it for us later. Okay, Zill, uh, make as much silk, and, t- yeah. and we will talk to Glenessa. Then we will get a guard here to kind of find us if they start cutting through. Okay. With that in mind, I need to go speak with Glenessa if anybody else wants to come, or where do we need to go? Eventually, we need to go back down there. When you are hunting for water. The best thing you need to do is follow the animals. Those two Magar went down into the caverns, then there's something down there that gives them solace because they were afraid of Maral. Suppose. Give me a intelligence test. Morale, you can do uh, straight. In- give me an insight. Everyone else, just straight intelligence because you're observing the Magar. Does insight perception? Hmm? Uh, allow perception in this as well. Uh, well it's it's definitely generally something else different, but allow perception in this case. Uh, the difficulty the... is only going to be six. That's so great. Yep, automatic 17. success. Nice. Well, I automatic. Yeah, because I'm I'm specialized in. Oh perception. right. Okay. Yeah. Thinking about it logically, the only reason it wouldn't attack you, despite its nature, is if it was given orders to perhaps scout ahead. If it sees anybody, run back and warn people. I think the first one was a scout. And its order was, if it saw anybody, to go back and give a warning. Found you, ran back. I bet those other scouts are going to Neok to tell them that they found an entrance. So what do you guys do? So we need to... So they're going to warn Neok now. Uh, we block this way. We tell Glenessa. And she... At least... We, and then... I, I don't know. What we could do is... We could always tell Glenessa about these caves. She can do get everything set up here. And then we can go through this entrance right here after, you know, Zill unblocks it for us, if it's clear. And then we can follow those tracks of those creatures that kind of ran, ran towards Neox Lair. Here's the question. Glenessa, if she's to be believed, is millennia old. And this town grew up around her temple. Do you honestly believe she doesn't know that this entrance is here? She... I don't know. I, she's a very confusing person. All we're doing is not... She's trying not to interfere, but she interferes with this town. She interacts with this town. So if we can sell that Zill is part of this town, we just need her to tell people to welcome him. And if that's the case, then people won't be so prone to attack him if they have to use his cave as a, a place to hide. What I just don't want happening is, say we go and we head off towards the, to hunt down Neok. We leave now. We fail, and then when this shimmering gate goes down, Neok and his crew come in, and they're women, children, elderly. They don't know a place to hide. Yeah, you're so right. So that's I just want to give them a chance to know where they could hide that's not the temple. Also, if they do make a raiding attempt on the town, we have military fortifications here. That would thin out the resistance for when we counterattack Neok. Yes. Smart thinking, kid. I just want to get to Glenessa and get this settled with. We need to get out of this town. I'm starting to feel like the walls are closing in, and it's 
It's not a, a fun appeal. I'm, I lived on a mountain, not in a mountain. Oh, quite the opposite, kid. The walls are going away very soon. So you go talk to Glenessa. Moral. What? You want to talk to Glenessa? Nope. Cool. Uh, Moral, how about you stay and scout the rest of these uh, caverns? I can do that. And see if there's any other entrances that we need to block off. Okay. Anybody else want to come with me to Glenessa or no? Here. I activate one of the uh, one of the three alarms, put it next to where the silk is all going to go. So if anything comes through on them, activate a second alarm and I put it in your bag or I put it in one of your pockets and say, stand in front of this and jump up and down when you are done talking to Glenessa. I'll know exactly which one this is and I'll know to come find you. Great. I'll be at your shop then. Uh, and I'll, oh yeah, yeah, you'll find me. And I will, yeah, I'm heading off to Glenessa and before- and oh, this is important, kid. In your pocket, you're going to find small chips of gemstones. Those are memory chips. They're used by salespeople in order to impart small messages. If you need to, grab it, think of something, drop it, I'll find it. Okay. And I think, not black, what does this look like? What does this thing look like as I walk out? Because uh, out I don't really see what I'm wearing right now. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm walking out of the cave and I look down and what am I wearing? Uh, you're wearing a elegant, uh, kind of looks like a, a looks like a silk gi, um, like a karate training uh, outfit, uh, but it's more form fitting. It's uh, it's the gi that you would want to put somebody like Jason Statham in uh, to sell more tickets. It's um, a little little cinched around the waist, uh, and it has uh, tie offs near your uh, near your bicep, so you can roll up the sleeves and tie it off to be short sleeve. And I'm, I'm totally going to do the. Uh the power girl thing where instead of uh, having the boob window, it's mm-hmm. an ab window. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And Varric's just kind of like rubbing at his face. He's like, Oh, yep. come on. I have to go to a church. Yep. And uh, there's a large uh, red sash with yellow highlights. And you notice that um, when you, uh, when you stop and uh, take a breath, uh, there are uh, illuminated, uh, illuminated lines kind of like Tron. On uh, on your body, uh, because I want to get a little sci-fi. Yeah. Varric is kind of just kind of wrapping his the, the the sash around his stomach to hide it a little bit, and just kind of walking out, trying not to feel the eyes on him as he passes some there of the are, young there, ladies. There are or a few older eyes. ladies or young older guys. Yeah. Hey, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> I walked around New York City for. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. What are the rest of you doing? As he's heading off to Gladessa. Cohen. Yep. Apparently, Moral and I are going down into these caverns. Mm-hmm. You can uh, go catch up with Varric, uh, go back to the shop, eat some meat. <sighs> I mean, you guys are going to be okay without me? Uh, yeah. It's just a cavern. But uh, does not have Rogue Mangar in it. <laughs> oh, what are we doing with the Rogue, the, the, the tied yeah. up Mar- Mangar? Should we bring them? Someone should bring them. <laughs> you to look the- over and. They all died somehow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I left you with them, so you're just like, yeah, you guys were talking. <laughs> yeah, you, you do turn back end. and. And they're all propped up against the wall, head slung down, not breathing. Damn, just think. Never mind. High <laughs> cholesterol for the Magar. That's really it. Yep. That's killer. Ah, that is heading back in the town. Those experiments with the wall literally left me a little banged up. Mm. All right. Yeah. Go get some rest. 
We'll be back. All right. Probably. All right. Oh, yeah, and actually, I'm going to do my one-action recovery. Yeah, I should do that myself. Uh, yeah. Which gets me back to tip-top shape. Yes, Thank you. Give me a D6. Yeah, I got it. Okay, yeah. You guys are fine. All right, so you start walking off to Glenessa. Yes. And, yeah, and uh, I'll say for the story, while you, as you start exploring these caverns, Nothing else odd about them. There's actually one corner where there's a nice little pool where you realize they'll made like a nice little koi pond with like a little fish, glowing fish that seem to bob in and out of the water, but right. nothing too fantastical, at least compared to what you see. Beautiful. Uh, you head to the... <laughs> I see you're like, it's beautiful and you wade in, you're like skinny dip and you're playing off the pond and Zilson and it's like, ah, oh, you found a way I go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What is it with this town and peeing and water? <laughs> You found my urination spring. They say that's a clever name. It is a clever name because it's where I urinate. <laughs> it's a clever name. That's my semen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's carrying my children? <laughs> <laughs> you head off to the temple. And as you get close, you do see uh, some of the ladies. And a few of the guys start looking at you. Uh, you get to the front entrance. Uh, hey, can- how can I help you? Varric. Offers a friendly enough smile and says, I'm here to speak with Glenessa. Of course. Anything you want. All I need is a conversation. Not a problem. She stays her a little, perhaps a, a few seconds longer than she should, and then walks to get Glenessa. Oh, sorry. Did I send Sexy Boy to go to a monastery to talk <laughs> to people? That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I am fo- I'm following her as she's yeah, heading yeah. up to Glenessa. Yeah. How's this place been since Malaysia left? I can't speak ill of people who are no longer here, but better. Good. Good. Any word from her, or is she just gone? Uh, she's just gone. No idea where she is currently. Hopefully she's doing okay. We can hope for the best. Yeah. All right, and then as you go, you see uh, Glenessa actually speaking to a couple of the girls. And then that's why... Oh, hello. Oh. Glenessa, can I have a word? Oh, you can have as many words as you like with me, boy. I'm sure I could, <laughs> but... Uh, private. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're way too young for me. Alright, girls. Off you go. And I wait for them all to yep. scurry by before I uh, lean against the pillar. Mm. I was hoping you could um, help a citizen feel welcomed in the town. Mm-hmm. Zill. Oh, Zill. You've met him. I have, and he's been rather lonely, and I'm curious why you never helped him out of that cave. Because he never tried to get out of the cave. It's pretty lonely. I'm surprised you didn't know about that. Oh, I knew all about him. But if he's, if he's not willing to come out on his own, why should I help him? Sometimes people need help getting out of their shell, especially someone made of silk. And people need to be stronger on their own. Yeah, well, sometimes you'd be surprised what the softest materials are strong with. He's friendly, he's helpful, mm-hmm. and he's willing to help people that he doesn't know. But he does need your help mm-hmm. with making him less... Strange to the citizens. These people have been attacked by Magar. They're not looking to make friends with people that don't look exactly like mm-hmm. them. So I was hoping you could welcome in, him into the town. And if so, he would welcome everybody into his uh, cave when the attack, or if an attack comes again. Women, children. It's a cave that's hard to find. It's probably the best place to hide them. I just don't want them to be in the middle of this battle if there is one. Very well, boy. Very well. Not a problem. 
you came to his aid, I'm more than willing to help Zil become a citizen of this uh, fair town. Great. Um, we... Now, wait. Just move your left hand to the right a little bit. There we go. Okay, keep talking. I am so uncomfortably <laughs> uh, comfortable at this. Boy, you've got it. Flaunt it. I don't care to flaunt it, honestly. <laughs> I Okay, here's also one other thing. Mm-hmm. There's this um, girl, Moral. Mm-hmm. You've met Moral. I, I don't have. know why I opened it up like that. Uh-huh. She's being weird about what you've told her. Yeah, considering I shook her entire face in herself and what she means to her people, and also uh, unintentionally made it so that everything is her fault, I one could understand that, you know, psychologically she's having some issues. Why? What, I mean, she she's not... Mm-hmm. She's a liability to herself if she's not willing to go into this adventure 100%. She's second-guessing herself. Is mm-hmm. there anything you could do to... I don't know. Speed this process along. No, easy. I can give some advice. Yes. All right. Talk to her about it. Tell her. (laughs) Is there a way you could probably like remove a memory or, you know, (laughs) hypnosis? I don't know. Maybe offer a funny haiku. (laughs) Just me and talking with Meral that usually ends with a lot of screaming and yelling Mm -hmm. and. Eating meat. Eating meat. That was hilarious, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Honey, there's lots of different powers in the world, but if you want to talk to this girl, you're just going to have to do it. I can't be your easy button. But you can be mine. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say. (laughs) Okay. And he he turns and he starts walking away and then he turns around. It's like, I know you're going to probably say that you know more than everyone and you see the bigger picture and all, mm-hmm. but a little advice from me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just a, an ant staring up at mm-hmm. the woman holding the magnifying glass. You sort of forget that we don't live in the long term. People. Like, Malaysia. I know you say you couldn't have helped her a little bit more, but... She just became kind of a pawn. And I know you are a benevolent god better than what the ones that we've met. But sometimes it does feel that you're just treating us as short-term obstacles. So because I don't tools. So because I don't help you out, you think I'm treating you like nothing? Is that what you think? No, I'm saying that sometimes people aren't going to figure things out on their own. They need a little bit more guidance. And you think I should be one to do that? I think maybe you should consider... I can't believe I'm going to tell a god this. You know. Live your life not as this. A god, a goddess, a priestess, a high mother. Maybe it's time for you to... Be more human. <laughs> I'll see myself out. And as you turn around, she's right in front of your face. Okay, this is creepy. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have said anything. You think? 
that I don't consider what happens to all of you? Like, I, think because you I, could, I think you consider it, yes, but I think you view this as some sort of master plan that you just have to tick off. You tick off the fact that Malaysia made a choice. All you needed to do to tell Mal- that to keep Malaysia better is to tell her, talk to her, tell her what you offered her, give her some guidance. You know why people go looking for power when they don't have any, or they 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 they, they get power hungry or thirsty? It's because they don't have anybody that they feel they connect to. You know, my group. My religion was like that. I even had one, just one person I could connect to, Starfather Narian, and he didn't tell me anything. He kept this huge secret away from me because it was for my own good. It was because it made me stronger in the end. But in the end, it just made me hate him more. And honestly, it made me hate myself for trusting somebody like that. And I know... I know what you're going to say. I am insignificant in my view of what's going on, but I get what she went through. Boy, boy, do you really think I think of you that way? That you're insignificant? That your lives don't matter? You know what I've seen, boy? I think you've seen so much that you can't see. She puts her finger up and taps you in the forehead. And you see a vision. You see a vision from a time so long ago, you you don't even have a concept of how long ago it was, of the creation of her, of who the being you currently know as Glenessa, something created to make lives a little bit easier for its creators. And that was her job. It was little things at first, helping them. And she was glad to do it. It was part of her to help. She loved helping them. These were her people. But over time, these people depended on her more and more. Eventually got to the point where not only did she help them, but she protected them from everybody. And when everyone thought that they were always safe because of her, that she would do anything for them, it began to change them. If they thought there was no repercussions for their actions, they did whatever they wanted, becoming essentially monsters. Essentially living to their the heights of their depravity, not only on themselves, but in other races who didn't have Glenessa's blessing. It reached a point where after several millennia, these people weren't the people that she served anymore, and she could do nothing about it. Her very being prevented it, until one day, they performed an act so horrible that that Glenessa snapped. And when her faculties returned, the people she served were gone by her hand and then the memory you're back yeah Varric stumbles away Mm -hmm. kind of pushes her to the side he's Mm -hmm. just walking out before spinning on his heels and says you know I was wrong I think sometimes maybe you worry about that we don't view us as obstacles but as potential monsters your people whatever you served it's not us. It doesn't have to be us. Sometimes a conversation or a helping hand is all you need. And it's not going to end with what you just showed me. But what do I know? 
just another potential monster. And he's going to walk out, <laughs> shot, chasse out in his new outfit. Yep. He tries to be serious, but as he walks out, like the like the his cape kind of flutters and he's like, "Stop it!" It's Woo! basically the same kind of exit that Thor has, which is like, "Yeah, everybody recognizes how awesome it is," but a lot of the audience is like, "Keep walking." <laughs> yeah, you do. Yep. Hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you. Oh, go you're Thor. injured, so you should take off your shirt. Yep, <laughs> yep. I can fix you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot longer than a very. Uh, expected? Yep. Oh yeah, he jumps up and down as, he, <laughs> as he's walking up. <laughs> That's amazing. Like like some sort of Irish dancer. Like people are like, "What is he doing?" I don't care. <laughs> and yeah, he's heading out. Okay, he's angry and all annoyed. Night long. Nice. <laughs> angry and annoyed. All That's very. Right. Right. My alarm goes off. Oh, Varric's done. Uh, what's uh, Cohen up to? He is literally taking a nap. Hmm. He went back to he went back to the home to where uh, he's been staying with you. So he's, mm-hmm. he went back to where all the arms are and uh, quietly orchestrated them to form a, a sort of nest shape uh, mm-hmm. linked together, and is happily curled up and dreaming. Do you remember your gut bug? Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, there's a uh, there's having a place for that, and that's probably now. Okay. Oh, by so. the way, it's going to be painful, and oh, you're yeah. not going to be sleeping through it. <laughs> no, he's okay. Just to warn you. Yeah. All right. There's there's some there's some angry ball of spikes. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. So yeah. whenever you come, uh, you see that as soon whenever both of you come into the place. All right. Yeah. So um, he's he left the uniform on. So it's an angry ball of poison spikes yeah. over on the corner. Good deal. So you hear him growling every once in a while. So morale is walking out with Tagos. Yeah. All right. So morale. I understand that you didn't want anything from the tailor. Correct. Well, so I, as you know, gave gave the tailor your measurements regardless. I thought maybe you would change your mind, come around to the realization that what we wear, for better or for worse, is a method in which people judge us. And repercussions of that judgment. I know. I know what my clothing says about me, Mr. Tagos. And I'm... And... I just know. And she's going to storm off. And that's why I didn't have them make you anything. I did get you something, though. Alright, she'll stop. I had... Two... Ideas. One was a dress that I knew you would never wear, but I thought it looked lovely. And the other one was this costume thing that I had done some research on mountain climbers use. But then I was thinking about it, and I would be a hypocrite. Which I know is inconceivable. To tell you to live your life trying to change a script that you are fighting against but then to give you an outfit someone else made for you. It's literally dressing you up into what I think you should look like. That would make me no better than the things that besiege us. So I did some research, considered your desires about all of this, and he motions to the vast cavern. And I found, and he takes out a package and he hands it to you. It's wrapped in brown cloth and with uh, yarn. 
And Mara will unwrap it. It is a length of silver and gold rope. That is Lucutia's rope. Lucutia was an adventurer a century ago. She was known as the Collector. Story is, if they are to be believed, she would traverse caves, dungeons, dungeons, such as these, always looking to collect something and to educate others when she had returned. She died penniless in a pauper's field. But, as the story goes, she died singing a song because she was so happy with the life that she had lived. Though, I advise strongly against living a life of a pauper and dying nameless in a field. Her rope survived. I won't won't bore you with the nanites or with how I got it. But you hold in your hand one object that made this woman remarkable. And I cannot think of another person who should have it. It alters light, supposedly, because as today would show, you actually can see in the dark, and I cannot believe that it took me this long to understand that. Yeah, that's really it took you. You didn't know. I just you, you kids say a lot, and I consider <laughs> most of it hyperbole until I see it for myself. Um, and once, if you're interested, and if it likes you, it will bond with you and protect you from yourself, but also from things otherwise. The only thing that I'll change about what you're wearing is that you'll have rope with you to go higher or lower or across. But it'll look after you. Which is something that the pink dress for galas that I had designed will only do if you want to look fantastic. Anyways, the guy's got clothes. You got some rope. There. If you don't want it, just don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. Uh, Merle holds it. She still has um, the the wrapping between her hands and and the rope in case this is like a touch-activated thing. Mm -hmm. She just kind of stares at it for a moment. You know, it's very easy to just make some rope and make a story around it. I'd be concerned that you might have been had, Mr. Tagos. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine the kind of fool I'd look like if that were the case. Imagine how important it would be for me to take that risk. Think it over. He walks off. But he has to, like, stop and light a new glow globe because he can't <laughs> see in the dark. <laughs> so you're going the wrong way, Mr. Tangos. I don't care. <laughs> I live here now. Mm-hmm. Too many emotions. Too many emotions. Oh, God, back in the urine well. <laughs> Whatever. I draw now. So, uh, Moral wraps it, it back up, and she will tuck it away in one of her many pockets. Okay. So it's also part of the usefulness of her clothes. Pockets. Nice. Yep. This is yeah, the future. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how you know this is sci-fi. Sure. Oh, yeah. My original yeah. design had no pockets. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's the nine, it took nine ages to get women pockets. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey guys, this is Dan, the aka the bad boy of Fandible. I'm here to uh, ask you guys for money, basically. We're, we're here uh, because we're doing this out of love. We're doing this. We've got shows. If you liked what you just heard, we probably have more just like it. If you didn't like what you just heard, we have way more that's not like it. We have so much stuff, and we've given it all out to you because we love you. We love you. We do it out of love. But guess what? Love don't pay the bills. If you go to patreon.com slash fandible, and you donate a little sum-sum for us, we might just have a little sum-sum for you. If you can't, that's fine, because, did I mention, we love you. And you can go to Twitter, find Fandible there. You can go to Facebook, search for Fandible there. Listen, just search for Fandible. Whatever pops up, it's probably ours, and you should probably subscribe, like, link, share, etc. Do it, because we love you.